Shalom, shalom. Welcome back to another episode of the weekly Rav Cook podcast. I'm Aleph Lewitt. Each week, Be'ezrat Hashem, we will take a look at a different piece from Rav Cook's writings and try to break down the often long poetic sentences into smaller units and explain them as best as possible in plain English. Hope you enjoy. All right, so this week's learning is going to focus on two topics which are which are very closely related to one another. One is the the dual responsibility of the Jewish people. The focus that we that we are are called upon to have on building and and establishing and strengthening our own values and identity as well as the more universalistic role that we play towards the world at large. And the second part um, that's going to be the first part. It's going to be a piece from the actually the very, very first piece in Enaya, in, um, in Masechet Brachot. And, and the second piece we're going to see is a different piece from Enaya in Masechet Shabbat, in the ninth parak of Masechet Shabbat, which discusses Harsinai and the mashmut, the meaning of, of the name of Harsinai and the place and location of Harsinai as much as, in as much as it, it relates to a, a more universalistic element to Torah. Um, even though Torah was given to us, we'll see that it has it has broader a broader uh, a broader tefkit as well. Okay, so the the first part is going to be broken down into one, two, three sections, and then uh, the second part we'll do we'll do as one uh, as one uh, as one block on its own. Okay, so the piece is going to touch on a number of different uh, topics. Um, a brief introductory piece, as he usually does. A is uh, going to relate. He's going to be talking about Kriyat Shema, he's going to be talking about uh, Galut and Geula, and uh, Kohanim, and uh, Am Yisrael being a Mamlechet Kohanim. Okay, so here we go. Masechet Brachot Afbet. We know the, the first Mishnah talks about the, the times of Kriyat Shema of, of Arvit, the times that from when and until when you can say Kriyat Shema at night. And the Mishnah tells us, One's the starting time that you can say Kriyat Shema at night, of the nighttime Kriyat Shema. From the time that Kohanim begin to eat truma. So as we know, the Gemara there goes on to say that that's you know when when the when the stars come out when it's nighttime, and the Gemara obviously wants to know why why then did the did the did the, did the Mishnah not just say the time? And the Gemara answers what it does there, and Rav Cook is going to give a a deeper explanation to the connection specifically between Kohanim eating truma, and and the uh, and the time for Kriyat Shema, for saying Kriyat Shema. And he says like this, Kriyat Shema shel Arvit v'shel Shacharit morim al bet minei ha-Kriyat b'shem Hashem ha-Mutelet al-Yisrael. Kriyat Shema at night and Kriyat Shema in the morning epitomize two mo- models of of uh, calling out in Hashem's name. Two models of Kriyat b'shem Hashem that Am Yisrael is, in, is entrusted with. Anot Tzrichim, we need lekabel ol machut shemaim al we need to accept Oma Chutzemayim on ourselves, the Jewish people, Vilif Ol Gamkein, and to also act B'Kriyat Shem Hashem Echad Shalano Shesof Kol Sof Yakiru V'Yidu Kol Yoshvei Tevel Ki Hashem Elokei Yisrael Melech Umachuto B'Kol Mashala. In addition to accepting Oma Chutzemayim on ourselves, we need to act in a way to spread that awareness of Hashem to Shesof Kol Sof. That at the end of the day, Yakiru V'Yidu Kol Yoshvei Tevel that. The entire planet that all of humanity will understand will will recognize that ki Hashem eloke Yisrael melechot homokol moshela that Hashem's Hashem's dominion Hashem's control is uh, is on is on is on everything that they should know it too and not just us. Vihine part two vihine begalut in exile hadome leerev 
so that's another uh, in this 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 uh, this split here is going to be between the uh, the period of exile being uh, embodied by the Kriyat Shema in the time of nighttime, and the period of Geula, of of uh, of redemption, being uh, being characterized by the daytime and the Kriyat Shema of the morning. So here we go. One of the characteristics of exile is that we are concerned with, maybe exclusively with, ourselves. In order to survive the, the waves, literally he says, the strong waves that are, that are washing over us, to be able to stand up to those waves, with the... With the uh, Strength, the koach, maybe the azut also, the, the certain brazenness, the strength that we need in order to survive in exile. Physically, spiritually, we'll see. Alkain belayla shayach emuna. That's why, right, as, the, as we say in, uh, in the Shir Shal Yom of Shabbat, in Sefer Tehilim, ve'emunatcha balelot. That laila, a time of darkness, a time of lack of clarity, a time of exile here, is a time where, where it's appropriate to, to pull out the emuna card. Right to to have to have faith to connect to something higher, in order to gain strength, in order to to survive and to make it through the the difficulty of of exile of disconnection. Kun Chazal say that the 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 difference there's a different bracha that follows Kriyat Shema at night than the bracha that follows Kriyat Shema in the morning, and the one at night starts with the words Emet ve'Emuna, right. The morning one does not. The morning, as we'll say, is uh, as we'll see, is emet v'yatziv, but dafka the 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 birchot kriyat shema that continues with the with the lashon of emuna. That's dafka the one at night, because that's what's necessary when we're in exile. That's what's necessary we're in, when we're in a, a place of hester panim, a place of, of disconnection, a place of uh, where Hashem's presence and Hashem's way of relating to us is in a hidden sense. Kilatz meinu, dailano ha'emuna v'kabalat emet v'avoteno shra'u ayin ba'ayin or Hashem kvodo, because since kriyat shema at night is us accepting Oma Chut on ourselves, exclusively, just us, the Jewish people, for that it's enough just to have our faith and our, our tradition from, that we got from, you know, Kabbalat Emet Me'avotenu, that we got through our, through our family, <laughs> through, our, through our ancestors. However, when the, the horn of, of the, you know, the, the, uh, the essence of the Jewish people will be raised up in a way that it can be seen, right? By the way, when you, when you raise up a banner, when you raise up something high, it can be seen by more people. So it's not going to be just something that's a, an, an Am Yisrael exclusive. It's going to be something that, you know, this message that we're carrying is going to be something not just that we teach ourselves to give ourselves strength, but it's going to be something that we share with the rest of the world. That's what he says here. There's going to become a... a, uh, a period of time of Kriyat Shema Shel Shachrit. What is this time? Ahava Rabbah. Also echoing the, the Lashon of, of the Birchot Kriyat Shema that comes before Kriyat Shema Shel Shachrit. Ahava Rabbah. Shekol ha'amim yomru she'or Yisrael yihyeh le'or olam. That all the nations of the world will be able, will be able to, to experience and to understand this, this light, this message, this, this uh, presence of Hashem in the world through us. Al-Kain azit galut ha'amei Torah v'lo ya'od or yakrut v'kipa'on, and then the explanations and the and the depths of Torah will be able to be conveyed to them. That uh, that last sentence is a reference to a pasuk in Zechariah Yudalid, or yakrut v'kipa'on, 
when the Farshim say, for example, Rashi there says, what's, uh, what's uh, Yakrut v'kipa'on? Rashi says, Kimin or hanir eshachrit al-harim v'kalev holech. It's a light that, de- that, de- gen, that, that then becomes increasingly, increasingly, or it decreases. It becomes increasingly, increasingly weak. Or the, the Mitsudo there say, it's davar salul, something clear, av, that then becomes, that uh, turns into something blurry, something, something clouded. And as that's what Cook's saying here, okay, as in the end, in Geula, in the time of they won't be blurry, they won't be uh, misunderstood. I'm not sure what that is. And that's the idea here. The time of Geula, the time of Shachrit, the time of Kriyat Shema Shachrit, is the time of Karav Kariv Rechokim, of bringing those who are distant far, namely the other nations of the world. And for that, In order, we will be required to, and this is going to be the, the era of Kriyat Shema Shachrit, the era of, of redemption, is going to be one that is characterized by our ability to translate our terminology and our messages into a terminology, into a, a, a packaging that's able to be communicated to the other nations. Al-Kain emet v'yatsiv shacharit, the birchot kreshma that follows kreshma in the morning, is not just emet emuna, our own emuna that suffices for ourselves, but it's emet v'yatsiv. It needs to be a truth that can be established, established for not just ourselves. Miturgam aramit, it has to be something that can be translated. Okay, moving on to section three. Now, Rav Kook is going to connect it to, to the Gemara, or to the Mishnah, that said that this time of Kriyat Shema at night is the time when Kohanim eat Truma. Yisrael heim Kohanei Hashem ba'olam. As it says in Parsha Yitro, that we're a mamlechet Kohanim v'goy kadosh. Before we receive the Torah, we're, we are identified by Hashem to Moshe as a mamlechet Kohanim v'goy kadosh. Right? There's a time when we are our, our Kohen selves. What does it mean our Kohen selves? Just like a Kohen is, you know, a Kohen eats truma, and someone who's not, not a Kohen is simply not allowed to eat truma. They're two different, two different parties, two different, two different identities. And therefore, we have our, our Kohen identity, which is, or a Kohen side of, our, of, of who we are, which is that part of us that is exclusive to us and like it says here something that that doesn't that you know on, on that note on those on those in those areas we're not connected to the other nations we can't we don't relate to them around those things certain things that are specific to us in that way we're similar to kohanim but Kohanim do other things besides eat truma. It's true, eating truma is something that Kohanim do, and Azar, someone who's not a Kohen, does not do. End of story. However, Kohanim also teach Torah. Kohanim also bring karbanot for non-Kohanim. In those cases, there they have an interaction and they have a, a connection with non-Kohanim. Right. However, you want to look at it that Kohanim are a are a, a messenger, they're shaliach of of Hashem for the Jewish people, or they're literally the, the shaliach of the non-Kohen bringing their karban. In any event, they're a shaliach, they're an extension of, and therefore they're, they're connected to the non-Kohanim. Amnam, ve'eit knisa tam truma. A Kohen, when he comes to eat truma, nichnasim, nichnasim, kohani kulo. They're going into the Kohen exclusive state. 
and they're forbidden from sharing that with a with a non coin. A non coin is not allowed to eat that. Not allowed to eat truma. He has to separate himself from it. So too, the, the zman, the the period of kriyachma shel arvid, kriyachma at night, is a time for Am Yisrael to be alone, to protect their own um, kadosh uh, acquisitions, their own their own identity that is exclusive to them. So this is the idea of Kriyat Shemashel Arvit, and as he hinted to as well, Kriyat Shemashel Shachrit, that there's a period of time for us to be focused on ourselves, and that was what characterized exile, and there's a period of time where our focus shifts to, or expands really, to, to teach and to share our goodness and our our Torah and our our connection with Hashem in a way that can be that can be received by the other nations of the world. This connects very much to another discussion that uh, that Rav Kook has on a Gemara in Masechet Shabbat that discusses why Har Sinai was called Har Sinai. The Gemara that gives give a couple of options. Maybe it should have been called um, Har. Uh, maybe it has to do with a certain uh, nisim that were done for Am Yisrael, or maybe it has to do with a um, certain other niflaot and signs that Hashem, you know, chose the Jewish people in in particular. But uh, but at the end of the day, um, uh, the 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 midbar and the mountain where the Torah was given was this place called Sinai. So what is the what is the idea behind this behind this word Sinai? Sinai, and what the 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 Gemara says there, Harsha Yarda Sina Olamalav. It's the mountain that that initiated a certain hatred towards the nations of the world, as if, as if Hashem doesn't like Kiviachol, the, the nations of the world. So Rav Kook discusses in this, in this piece in Enaya and uh, Shabbat Perektet, he discusses the, the idea that Sinai is meant to characterize the giving of the Torah as something universal. That were the Torah to be given on a, on a, in, in, in Eretz Israel or in a place that's, that's a, a Jewish people exclusive, it would have lacked this, this message or this truth. It wouldn't have conveyed this truth, which is its applicability and its, uh, its in, in an inner sense, its inner applicability to, to the nations of the world. I say inner sense because in a, in a practical, external way, Chazal said the Gemara in Sanhedrin that it is forbidden to teach a, uh, a non-Jew Torah. And, uh, and even death penalty, whatever it is, it's, it's very, it's very severe. So not to, not to, literally teach it in that sense. And maybe the the mode of teaching of sharing our our, our values in our Torah um, with the with the the rest of the world is in a, is in a different sense than the classical, you know, you know texts and and modes in which we ourselves learn Torah. Maybe that's the difference. But in an event, Rav Cook says like this. Says the fact that the Torah was given to Am Yisrael not in a place that's unique to us, like our land. You would think maybe Haramoria, a place that that's going to be a continual place of of the of the Shechina amongst us in the Beit Hamikdash in the future. 
That's not where we got the Torah. Dafka in the Midbar, in the desert, somewhere that's no man's land, and therefore it's no one's, it's everyone's, it's Hefker. Right, because what brought us together at that time when we were receiving the Torah wasn't that we all hailed from the same location. We weren't all the Israelites because we came from the land of Israel. We had not even gotten there yet. So what brought us together was a certain something internal, something intellectual, something spiritual. All this teaches, that the inner essence of Torah, again, the inner essence of Torah, it's something that's necessary for all of mankind, for all the nations, there isn't something removed and, and, uh, and above, above humans, something that's fitting, something that's appropriate for people, for all people, that without it, the person would be like an animal. The highness, the, the specialness, the greatness of Torah, the grandeur of Torah is Dafka found within this universal element of it, universal applicability of it. Therefore, Har Sinai, or the Makom, the place where we got the Torah, wasn't a place that highlighted our exclusivity, our uniqueness. That's why the Gemara rejected the idea that Sinai is a Lashon of Nisim. Maybe it has to do with the miracles that were done for us. No, miracles were done for us specifically. And that would have been something that highlighted something exclusive about us and unique. The, the, the wondrous things that were done specifically for our nation. And so too, the substance of receiving the Torah at Har Sinai um, doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't highlight the segula miyuchadet, the special chosenness of, of us. Something that we have that other nations don't. That other people don't have boshum chelik v'nachal v'kishron. Ki be'emet, because in truth, v'shvil zeh atochan miyuchad lo ayah yoter makom na'el lehofa'ata shel Torah ki im Eretz Yisrael u'machon harakodesh. The most appropriate place were that the goal to highlight our uniqueness. Then the most appropriate place for that would have been Harabai. It would have been machon harakodesh, the place where the Beit Hamikdash is going to stand. Shiner kim yachid na'achal v'yisam akolamim. Something that uh, that sets us aside from the other nations. If, if, if that were the case, it would have only been appropriate to the uh, the special, you know, p- portion of of humanity, the Jewish people. Why is there hatred on the you know hatred that came down on the on the uh, on the on the nations of the world for not receiving the Torah? Well, you can't you know hold them responsible for not receiving the Torah if it's not appropriate for them in the first place. The fact that the Sinah came on the Umot Olam after Hai Sinai testifies to the fact that in a certain sense it was fitting for them and they chose otherwise. A person who can't hold them responsible for, for saying no to something that's, that's not appropriate for them, it's not right for them. But in truth, the fact that the Torah was received at Har Sinai in the desert highlights the fact that the source of Torah is 
a source of mayim chayim, a source of life, a source of guidance, a source of values. For all of humanity. If they turn towards it, if they turn from their from their evil ways, if they turn towards it to, to receive it. And don't turn in the, uh, the crookedness of their heart to do evil, to cause damage, and to, uh, and to cause terror. So really what we see here is that, yes, there we are in Amsugula. There is something unique and special about us. And maybe it's that something special about us that enabled us or brought us to a place where we were able, we were able as a nation to say, not seven ishma, to say that, that yes, we're choosing, th- we're choosing this, um, which is part of a broader discussion in terms of how it was, you know, it was forced upon us like a mountain, okay? But in any event, there are these two frameworks, there are these two models. There's us in our exclus- exclusive specialness, uh, chosen really from way back, way back by Abraham, and we have a role in as much as we need to, to teach ourselves and as we transition in our generations from from exile to redemption, from galut to geula, it's a spectrum. And we may still have elements of galut where we need to focus on ourselves and our own identities and our own uh, individual and broader Am Yisrael family. And also to keep in mind as we move more and more closer and closer to geula shlema, to involve ourselves and to think about how to translate and how to convey some of our of the depth of Torah and the depth of, of the of the ultimate goals of Torah to the world at large.